0: Thank you for joining us today. I'm Georgia Neekin, and I'm a licensed practitioner for a Center for Spiritual Living, and we're an inclusive learning center of practical spirituality based in White Rock in South Surrey, in British Columbia, Canada. We practice and teach tools for transformation, authentic self-expression, and conscious living. Wherever you are on your path, whether you're soaring, whether you're struggling, there's a place here for you. As we begin our gathering today, I respectfully acknowledge that I live and work on the traditional unceded territory of the Coast Salish First Nations, include, including Kwantlen and Ketsii here in Pitt Meadows. Let us anchor our time together in truth and love, and I invite you to turn within while I do a short invocation. So as we breathe in the now and breathe out the past, we only have the now. And as we breathe in the now, we breathe out the future. We do not have the future. We just have the now. So as we stay grounded and sit grounded in this time, in this space together, we know that in back of all, there is one, only one divine intelligence, divine expression that sometimes we call pure love and source. And today that source is here, showing up as each of us, as we spirits, human spirits, show up today, right-minded, right-sided, and ready to receive all the good, and ready to acknowledge and remember the newness, the nowness, and the welcomeness of all that is good today. Hmm. And I clarify and accept the wondrous ideas and, and thoughts that are shared today by our guest speaker, our wonderful um, Tamara Rossender, our fantastic practitioner, as she studies so hard to become the best minister ever amongst all the best ministers that are here today. And as we welcome all of this time together and acknowledge each other, we welcome that creative expression, that intuition and wisdom that grows with each of us, each step that we walk together as we walk each other home. I'm so thankful for all this time together. Hmm. I send all of this back to the universe, back to, back to the law of mind that only knows right action. And please join me in saying, and, and so, so it is.
1: is. Ah, thanks, Georgia. <laughs> so kind of you. Oh, goodness, just take a deep breath. That was so beautiful to start that Diane's meditation and Theta's music, how fortunate we are. So heartfelt and soulful. felt. So, you know, and I, I'm just feeling grateful to be able to speak with you today and, and share some of my thoughts around being cheerful and grateful receiver. And I'm definitely in that space right now. So my intention today is to take you on a journey into a moment where you felt deep gratitude on an emotional level. And also maybe into a space where you wanna level up your consciousness so that the law of circulation has more of an ebb and flow in your life. You know, often people um, reference being a cheerful receiver, but as we know from the law of circulation, giving and receiving is a reciprocal ebb and flow of the yin and the yang. When we accept, we're in the flow and know that giving and receiving are interconnected. You can't have one without the other. Now, it brings to mind, you know, there are people who are better at giving, and then there are some that are better at receiving. Yet, I know there's also times in my life that I judge myself or feel guilty when I'm in that receiving end of the gift, or even a compliment you know, I'll deflect, I'll diminish the compliment. You know, somebody says, Oh, you look lovely today. Or I love what you're wearing. I'll be like, Oh, this old thing, I just picked it up on sale. Or maybe I'll even say, Oh, no, I, I really love your outfit. You look great today. So I'll just give that compliment right back. Do you find yourself doing this sometimes? Well, it started me on the path of uh, contemplating about being the grateful and cheerful receiver. And the story came to mind about a friend who was telling me about their life and they had a lot of great things going on. And yet they only wanted to focus on the thing that wasn't going well. Well, I have to admit, you know what? I was that friend. Just the other day, I was meeting with my accountability partner and it was my turn to share. And I told her, you know, I'd accomplished these health goals that I wanted. And then I started focusing on what I hadn't accomplished. And yeah, that's, I brought out that big two by four. And started to beat myself up. And she said, Tamara, hold it. Do you hear yourself? Where is the gratitude and the acknowledgement of how far you've come in these last two weeks? So I had to stop and think, you know what? She was right. I was not stopping to be grateful or cheerful for the things that were working in my life and how much I actually had completed. I wasn't appreciating myself or even any, showing any kind of like self-compassion. So as humans, you know, we're generally programmed to see the negative. We know what we don't want. And not necessarily what we do want. I know I find it really easy to go there. Even this weekend, I was in ministerial class and our teacher asked us, how do you want to live your life? That's a pretty big question. And I was surprised that what came up for me was more about how I didn't want to live my life. How I didn't want to maybe not move around and sit and watch tv or whatever it was that came to mind for me but again I was focusing on what wasn't working so it brings me to that point of knowing that what I focus on is mirrored back to me in my life as I looked at my life and I was like oh maybe I'm doing these things that I really necessarily don't want to do In New Thought, you know, we're taught that we don't need anything outside of ourselves to be happy. And again, I can use this phrase to belittle myself. And it gives me that fuel to beat myself up once again, or to look for approval outside of myself, or look for ways to show the world I am worthy. And then they'll guess what? the universe lines up to match vibrationally with precisely what I'm thinking about. So I've discovered that when it comes to acknowledging myself and focusing on what I want more of in my life, it's definitely an area that I can notch up and being grateful for. As when we're practicing gratitude in our waking day, you know, we're in a state ready to receive. I'm in the energy and the thought pattern of drawing something towards me. Ivanya, oh, I might say her name wrong. (laughs) Ivanya Van Zandt says, gratitude is like a magnet. The more grateful I am, the more I receive to be grateful for. So in that, I'd love to invite you right now to recall the last time that you had your breath taken away or experienced water in your eyes from gratitude or an event in your life. Maybe it was a friend who was sick and then they were relieved from their pain. Or when you were in a prayer circle and you felt heard and supported. Remember, gratitude can come in all different packages. It might not always look the way we think it should. So just be open to whatever comes up for you. So let's take a moment and remember the feeling of that event. Now let's drop that feeling of gratitude for that event that moment and drop it into your heart feel the gratitude in your heart Ah, that's the sweet spot that's when we're in that receiving mode whether you realize it or not When writing this, it, it, that exercise brought me to a time, I, it was my experience of having my first child, Cassidy. Oh, it was a long, painful labor. And I decided that I wanted to be as natural as I could to experience giving birth to this little bundle of love. After a few hours, well, quite a few hours of labor and the obstetrician being called to give me a C-section, not once not twice but the three times and every time though the universe conspired and called him away so then finally my own doctor was able to get through and i won't go into any gory details and we were able to deliver my beautiful daughter cassidy and then we found out she was fine and healthy and at that moment my husband and i just clung to each other and cried. It seemed like forever. And I was so grateful in that moment. Well, one, that it was over. (laughs) But two, for the nurses, the doctor, my best friend who was there and my mom, they helped us, they coached us, they supported us through the whole night there were so many tears in that room from them as well you know I really experienced in that moment a room full of love and support and then that beautiful little bundle of joy that was miraculously produced and delivered from my body oh still takes my breath away but you know it was interesting I experienced such a deep level of gratitude for the staff that night over such an arduous labor you know it may have been around 30 hours and 18 hours of contractions every minute but we won't talk about that (laughs) but i was driven though to go back and drop off cards and gifts to all that helped us you know it's interesting now that i look back on it i think about That gratitude, I felt so strongly that I had to do something with it. I didn't want to accept it and hold it in and sit with that feeling. It was so uncomfortable that I had to go and give it away. You know, so I've asked myself, how often do I feel so uncomfortable with that feeling of gratitude that I push it away rather than receiving? I wonder, you know, am I circumventing the law of circulation by not receiving? I think I did what I was programmed to do, you know, deflecting it back. Now, don't get me wrong. Like, I think it's important to say thank you to people and give back. But the question I'm asking myself right now is, am I doing that, giving it back from being uncomfortable Or am I doing it from that place of being the cheerful giver? In the science of mind on page 626, uh, Dr. Holmes says about receptivity, spirit can only give us what we can take. And since taking is a mental process, it is necessary for us to accept the path that the spiritual has already provided everything. It is being in the space of, I know and I know that I know. I believe and I'm conscious that I believe. I'm confident in the power of my own word. And I have implicit, implicit reliance upon the truth. So from this place of knowing if I'm experiencing a problem or a challenge in my life and then I imagine the feeling of gratitude I would feel if it was resolved, hmm, what would that be like? Do you have an area in your life that you'd consider an issue or an area that you're looking for different results? Maybe it's health, relationship maybe job, whatever it does that keeps you in that same place, maybe stuck. So bring that to mind again, another exercise here. And imagine though that area of your life in the ultimate state, what would that look like if it was ideal right now? How would you feel? Can you connect with that feeling? Once you connect with that feeling, guess what? You're in a state of receivership. Yes, that state of receivership because of the gratitude you're feeling for being free. So it led me down another path of doing a bit of research on cheerful receivers. And I found a blog by uh, Dr. Joe Dispenza called Authenticity and Gratitude. So he talked about when people say thank you. It isn't always necessarily a heartfelt thank you. And I thought, well, we can apply that same concept to saying sorry. We're trained to say it, even if we really don't mean it. And it comes from that unconscious place. that We just may lack the awareness to actually feel gratitude and allow for it to take effect on our lives. And I also learned when reading this blog that it, it, the emotion of gratitude is known to have a dramatic, effect, a dramatic effect on our body, including strengthening our immune system. You can't use a little immune boosting in these times right now. What about the last time you said thank you? Now, I ask you to be compassionate with yourself. And when you did say that thank you, was it just an automatic program? You know, we are polite Canadians here. (laughs) Or did you experience that emotion of being grateful? You know, I'm going to invite us to set an intention as we head into this holiday season. You know, things are going to look different than what we normally anticipate. And there's going to be days that you may feel down or that it's hard to find something to be grateful for. I know there's so much going on, but yet... Let's, if we try to reframe this and work on practicing being this cheerful, authentic receiver, authentic gratitude, and and be the receiver of this gratitude in ourselves. You know, it, it led me down another path again in a, <laughs> doing my research on this. And I, I found um, an excerpt from the, this talk, Dr. Uh, our, our spiritual leader, Edward Villun, And he suggested that we try and experiment. So I'm gonna ask you to play with me a little bit on this. So this is kind of, I know how Cassandra, Reverend Cassandra loves to give us homework. So I thought, ah, I better include some with our, my talk today. So what if somebody gives you a gift or a compliment? So for this next month, what I invite you to do is when somebody gives that to you, that you smile, that you accept it, and that you say thank you you identify with that cheerful receiver. Now, it may be something that you don't necessarily need and, you know, don't feel bad. It's always, you uh, can always re-gift, do whatever. But it's good to practice receiving, to being open to what, as in Diane's meditation, be willing to receive more in your life. So again, if somebody gives you something, smile, accept it and say thank you and see how that impacts your life for the next 30 days. Tying it back and just remember the giving and receiving are connected and we can't have one without the other. So with a full heart and knowing that what we give back, give out, definitely comes back to us in many ways. I'd like to say, and so it is.